guys, KO here. Welcome to Tumor Kid Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. We are finally specifically talking about tequila. I'm welcoming my neighbor, Dino Espejo, to the TNT mic. He is a paraprofessional at a nearby school working with affected me students. He's a longtime entrepreneur and founder of Tequila Undiscovered. So we're going to talk all things tequila today, a little bit of the history, a little bit about the different kinds and brands, our suggestions, and the business around it, which is obviously an even larger conversation because you know the marketing is carrying some of the power. Enjoy this conversation. Dino, I appreciate your time and energy. Be ready for some tequila events coming from both of us to you soon. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube for some video. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. This is Kristen Olson. We are in 2022. I am so excited today. We have not only, um, uh, let's say, originally born in New York, but has been in Denver since 1998. So a fellow longtime Denverite, but this human actually lives right up the street from me. So we've been neighbors for like 10 years. And believe it or not, this is the first show we specifically talked about tequila. So without further ado, I want to welcome Dino Espejo to the TNT mic. Dino, what's up? Hey, Christian, you did it well. You said it. <laughs> was that good? <laughs> Very good. Good. I was telling Dino, I literally took Spanish for eight years, so there's no good excuse for me not to be completely fluent, uh, but we have goals for 2022. Here's the quick intro for Dino. We're going to jump right in. I'm super pumped about this conversation. Like I said, we haven't really dabbled too much into tequila, so we're going to unpack it today. But Dino, as I mentioned, is originally from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, the Long Island area, and has been in Colorado since 1998. He's a paraprofessional at a local school and working with effective needs students. He is the founder of Tequila Undiscovered and is a long time entrepreneur. So Dino, why don't you give us a little bit of background about like young Dino? How do we get to this point thus far? Wow. <laughs> Cliff that's, notes that, version. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll make it a quick version. Like you said, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York and Long Island. Um, I come from an, quick, uh, an emotionally disturbed family, which helps me work with the effective needs. I've been in that industry working with um adolescents who struggle with emotional disorders so I, I focus on that so i went from let's see brooklyn to long island went to graduated from high school there went to school for holistic medicine okay. i said uh, i um i was a massage therapist for about 17 years i was also a suffolk county police officer yeah. Interesting. And, yeah. And I, um, let's see, I, and like you said, I'm an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. I'm 55 and I look great. Um, <laughs> and humble. And, and humble. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, um, I was married and divorced at a very young age. So my ex-wife moved to Colorado and I just followed along and I, I landed here in 1998. So, um, and from there, it's been a journey and an adventure because Colorado is a lot different than New York. That's what's up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't eat. Well, first things first, cheers. We should have did that right away. Salute. So here we go. And I actually have some of, um, Dino's Contito here. Did I say that correctly? Um, uh, she messed that one up so oh, badly. Man, but it's, it's, I guess you were sucking on the Contito. Because Contito. It's, <laughs> it's a couple more drinks and I'll probably get it right. Um, this it's is like a Coquito. Co co I'm not co even going to do it. Coquito. Coquito. Coqui the Coqui is a little frog from Puerto Rico. You can see it. And, um, what I wanted to do, I, I made that, I've been making that for years. And for the last few years, I have been producing it and getting a lot of feedback from family and friends. And so this year, I just decided to make um, make it in bulk and start selling and see what would happen. And I sold over five cases in about three weeks. What? Okay. So it, it did really, really well. It's um, coconut-based, and it's 
The it's very similar to the coquito recipe that they make in Puerto Rico. But um, since I'm here in Colorado, I married a Mexican woman. I've been in I've been involved in the Mexican culture for quite some time now, and I love me some tequila. Hey. So I changed it around. I made Dinos Coquito my own. And I instead of in Puerto Rico, they use rum. Okay. And so I started mixing it with coquito uh, with um tequila. And it turned out just fabulous. It's 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 delicious. And you tell me, what'd you think? Yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm not really a sweet drinker, but okay. as crazy as this sounds, I think it's ideal in coffee, but I, I'm sipping it just plain right now. It's like coconut, like you said, coconut base with cinnamon and it's sweet, but it's not. And tequila is a little bit hard to mix because it's such an overwhelming like flavor, but you, I can tell that it's tequila, but it's not like it's one of those where you're gritting and you know, you're just going to drink it because it's alcohol. It's actually really tasty. So if you're not like even a big like person that can drink something neat, uh, this is, this is a good, good drink, a good sipper. It's super holiday ish, but, um, I'm lucky. I kind of hid mine during the holidays. So it didn't get taken over by my family. So <laughs> I've got about half a bottle left and, um, I love, I, I sip it. It's kind of like a dessert. Thank you. I, you know, um, there's a couple of little hidden gems in there. Okay. Do you want to share them or is it? A I'm not going to share them. Okay. <laughs> I was approached and, by a few people who want to invest in it and want to can it and sell it throughout the year. So that's the Dino's Coquito has a little, it's going to be growing. So keep a lookout for it. It's going to grow a little bit more. And yes, I do love it in my coffee as well. Okay. Okay. Every, good. Every morning. Every, every morning before you go teach kids. <laughs> oh no. Remember, I, I make two versions. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I made the, I make the alcohol one and then the virgin. Okay. I mean, yeah. some, I coached for, I don't know, 10 years. Someday you need the booze. Like you can't take it before, obviously, <laughs> but after I promise you, like God bless our teachers and coaches and anyone involved with our youth out there, we need you so badly. And oh, yeah. if you need a drink at the end of the night, cheers. <laughs> you know what? And like I said, I work for a local school and I can't tell you how much I love those teachers, man. Yeah. Pe people don't have a clue what our teachers are doing for mm -hmm. our children and not even just for the children. The parents need to open their eyes and recognize how hard these teachers are working for them. So I won't go on that tangent. Let's, I'll, I'll keep we'll, we'll keep it light on tequila today, but no, I, one of my other best friends is a teacher. And so I always say she's on the front lines of our future, uh, because they're out there doing the most. And I know kids are more honest with them and we'll have to save this for a whole other podcast, but it's so true. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw up a little toast for them since Salute we're in it. Teachers. Love mm -hmm. you guys. And Let's jump right into, tell me when, I don't know if really tequila, I mean, now tequila has kind of become the thing. You've got a bunch of stars behind it, whatnot. I don't know if it was big in New York. I don't really even know if it's been called. I didn't really become a fan until after um, college because almost like the holistic side. And I like that you have that background because it was like the best of, of alcohol. Like it was like the least worst for you. When did your initial passion for tequila really begin? So that's a really good question. And uh, I got a good story. Okay. So, um, meeting my wife coming from Mexican, you know, she's, um, she's Mexican and I would be, go I would go to all, all her family functions, all the events and everything, but, oh wait, prior to that. So let's talk about New York first. No, no tequila in New York. Really? I was, I was you know, we did the shots, but I wasn't big on going to that level. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, I was a sipper. I've always been a sipper. My Long Island iced teas, the, <laughs> the white Russians. So, and growing up in a Puerto Rican family, we drinking a lot of Bacardi and Cokes and, but always been a sipper. And I really, I always enjoyed the taste of these spirits. So let's fast forward. I get to Colorado, marry my wife, families. Hey, hey, have a shot. I was like, I don't shoot. And they're like, okay. So one day, one night, we're having a good time. Everybody's shooting. Big guys are coming up to me, telling me, going to shoot you under the table. Okay, let's do this. So I'm knocking out my shots. The weirdest thing, nothing happens to me when I consume tequila. Huh. 
Okay. I can I can drink a lot of tequila and nothing happens. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. So well, the way it's com- composed, I don't want to cut your stuff, but like in holistic medicine, did they break that down? Like how different alcohols could affect you or anything? Um, that was 30 years ago. Chris. Okay. Um, All right. Don't let me mess up the story. I don't remember, I don't remember the 30 years ago, but we'll just say, but, yeah. But to that point when tequila was founded it, and it, it, the, the stories that, that are told that it is, it was medicinal back in the days. Yeah. So that was, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so fast forward, I get, uh, I, I, I hang out, we have the drinks, nothing happens to me, but I realized that I really enjoyed the taste of tequila. Mm-hmm. And when you think of shooting tequila, what do you think about? Uh, which, which tequila? Limes and usually just like a really intense flavor. Right. Yeah. So I said, there has to be more to that. So later on, we end up, my first trip, I get to um, Cancun. My wife, I'm having a good time. So um, my wife and I, we, we invest a lot and we, we like properties. So we have a few properties here in Colorado. So we were like, hey, why don't we shop around in Mexico, see if we can find something. So we went to one of those um, one of those meetings where you, if you, you attend the meeting, you'll You'll get this for free. <laughs> and um, so I'm the killer for that. I love it. I'll sit there and I'll listen to this spiel all day long. So we're conversing. The sales manager is sit, filling out our contract and everything. Yes, we bought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got us good. They got us okay. good. But I'm conversing. And I said, hey, listen, I have a question for you. Now that we're in, now that I'm in Mexico, I want to know is... What is it about tequila? Is is there any favorite amongst you for the locals or is there any specific? He said, absolutely. He said, it's a tequila called Siete Leguas. That's seven leagues. He goes, pick that up. It's the bottom of the barrel, but I guarantee you it's the best tasting tequila you'll ever chase. At that time, this is years ago. Okay. And I said, okay, fine. So we went, I bought it. Let me tell you. I want you to go out there and taste the tequila. Smooth, dynamic. I couldn't believe that it was a tequila. I would keep going back, and I'm reading the label over and over again. And, you know, who can read a label on a liquor bottle? Right. You know, nobody knows. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this is certified. It came from here. And I started doing my homework. So I ended up becoming known. In the family, everybody knew me. I was a guy who loved tequila. And I thought I was picking out the best tequilas until I, I, I went even deeper. I started researching, learning more. Um, I'm, in, I'm in the process now of studying to become a catador, which is a taster for tequila. And that's a shout out. Can I give a shout out real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Morales from Tequila Aficionado. Thank you, brother. They okay. have all these resources. And I I will not go ahead and start testing until I can just absorb all this information about tequila. So that's what I thought initially. There's way too much information out there. Yeah, yeah. Tons. It's going to take me years to become an expert. Yeah. But that's my goal. Okay. Wait, it's, wait how long is this? Is it a course or a class? It's a course. It's, how long it's is it? Course. You go at your own pace. Okay. And I signed up and, they, and I bought the books and everything. And all I'm doing is reading and reading and reading. And once I read something, I, I'm into the whole R&D. I have to know everything. Okay. I get in, they'll, I'll read one chapter and I'll go in and I'll do all the homework on everything I read in that chapter and just learn and learn and learn. And this, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting where this... This delicious, tasting, smooth juice comes from. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. 
Well, it's um, so I've just learned to get over the years being a longtime athlete and fitness human. I'm very and this is why I named it turmeric and tequila because I'm very much a juxtaposition of we're here to be fit and, and work hard and whatever, and then also party social, like life's not that serious. Um, and so alcohol, you know, especially when I was training and competing, you had to like cut it out. And there's times you just you need you can't really drink it for a while. Um, but I was noticing, like you, I felt fine on tequila, like there's no hangover the next day. Obviously, you got to drink, you know, better stuff, but really it wasn't like you got super intoxicated or, um, and it was just a different effect. And I've noticed with gin as well, cause it's also plant-based, my body just metabolizes it really, really well. So it's, it, to me, it was like the, 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 the best of the worst. Like it was the, it was the, the pleasure, like the poison you could drink in moderation ish and still kind of function or, you know, play and pay the next day. So, um, that's what I got into it. But then the more I read about it, I was like, oh, it's plant-based and the way it's harvested and the agave plant. And right, I, right. I really did read a lot about the medicinal uses, um, and how in like ancient civilizations, exactly. it really, it was like a go-to hey, uh, homework. Girl. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm genuinely a fan. And I obviously love like the culture around it. And there's even a couple companies that uh, have come to light. I don't really name any yet because they're not sponsors. But and you know, and I know I can't. I, that's what I was going to ask you as well. I, I have to keep my mouth shut because <laughs> uh, uh, quite a few have approached, but I sent out okay. and nobody responded. So I'm not saying anything either. There you go. You don't give away for free. People always ask me what's my favorite. And I always try and just say go small batch local of anything. Perfect. And um, then from there, I kind of like um, the, it sounds like the initial recommendation you got with seven leagues. Siete leagues. What was leagues? Siete leguas. Leguas. Siete leguas. See, we're getting better here. We're like yeah. day two of college one. I'm, I'm, I'm rough <laughs> myself right now, so don't worry. But sometimes it's not the biggest branding marketing situation. It's like, it's it's a brand in between. So I always say you don't need to go super heavy and high. Um, no, and no, what I, no yeah, you don't. You really, it's, it's all branding. Yeah, and and anyone who's watching and listening, please contact one of us before you go yeah. out there wasting your money. Please. Yeah. That's what I to say. Give a, give me like your top five that you actually do like. Even though they're not sponsors yet, let's just manifest, put it into universe. Okay. Okay. I like number one is called Tapatio. Oh yeah. Okay. Love Tapatio. I love, I just, well, Suerte. Suerte is oh, delicious. Local. That's what's up. Anger management out of oh. Texas. Okay. I don't know them. There's a new one in town. Okay. I'm, I, I'm going to do it just for the hell of it. Yeah. Doña Loca. Okay. So, you ready for this? This, she is the executive chef for the new and improved coming along Casa Bonita. No way. She, yes. Tequila, mezcal. I don't know the whole story. Okay. All I, all I know is gifted to, gift to me from my boy Papa T. Okay. And um, man, it was killer. It, nice. that, that was so delicious. Okay. So, so delicious. And That's it, interesting. That, Colorado bread. You, you can get it at small batch. Okay. Oh, okay. Get it at small batch. Uh, let's see, Doña Loca, and then I like the bad stuff. Don't say Jose Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 the bad stuff, that's the name of the company. Smart. Oh, wait. Oh, hey. it's called the bad stuff. I yeah, got you. Okay. The bad stuff. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised it's empty, but oh. this is Siete Leguas. Okay. I think I have seen that before, actually. You, I'm, I'm more than positive. Yeah, okay. So I think that's... that's um. That's the five, right? And yeah. then, then there's if you're you're over there, I tried a Sotol from Texas. A good friend of mine gifted me this and I haven't put it down. And it's hard to take a shower when you got a bottle in your hand. 
<laughs> I have faith you could figure it out though. That's like college where you got like the beer on the side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Next to the toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. And it's like natty light. Make sure you brush extra on those days. Um that's that's amazing. Well, so fun fact about Casa Bonita. This is completely true. My uncle used to dive there and now has, I swear to you, I think probably more than five world records of diving from X amount of feet in the air into about a foot of water. And he was even on America's Got Talent and et cetera. But he was like a, a world class diver, and he do he dove for a while at Casa Bonita. I'm not kidding. Wait, <laughs> I did I see him on America's Got Talent? Yes, that's him. My uncle Darren. Shout out. No way. Swear to God. I love it. I yes. Love it. My oh. family. We're we're an eclectic mix of um, clowns, if you will. But yeah, no, he's he's in, he's incredible. I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, and he's still do. I don't even know his exact age. I think he's older than my mom. But oh no, he's younger than my mom. Um, but he's still he's still diving. So it's it's he a crazy thing. Was- but Casa Bonita, it's coming back. Trey and uh, um, what's the other? Trey and Parker, or is it Trey Parker and Matt Stone? I think. Yeah. I don't know. They bought it. So that's crazy. South Park crew. Yeah. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know the whole story, but it's exciting okay. to see what's going on. So we know the food's going to be good. I know. Oh, I hope so. It's, you know, they still sold tickets, even though the food was what it was in the back in the day. Um, it's the experience. But if you come through Colorado, you have to go have to Bonita. You have that's to. A landmark. That's a, that's one of our main landmarks. Yeah. They don't even sell tequila or before they only serve beer and wine. Did I they? think, right? Nah. Did you bring your own? I probably brought a flask. You know what? I've only been there. I, I only went twice. Okay. <laughs> Once is usually twice. enough. Well, the first time was really cool. Second time we bought the little guy and he was about three or four years old and some head came out the wall. Yeah. You know, and he, that was it. That was done deal. He's 13 now. And he's like, I'm not going over there. I don't Even blame him. Do it. I was like, <laughs> I did my um like 35th birthday there. I'm gonna have to look at see if I have these pictures. What? I'm that not kidding. Would be hilarious. It was out of control. Yeah, it was funny. But um, anyways, let's get on to let's this will be our mission. We'll channel these tequila brands you just named. Um, uh, and then number two, maybe we'll have to do a tasting or a party or something with Casa Bonita. So we're putting Thank this in first. I got the place. We could do it at, hey, let's do it. I love it. So tell me specifically about tequila undiscovered. Like what inspired it? What's the goal? What's the mission? Tell us where you're at. Okay. So Tequila Undiscovered. Like I said, I was, I've been an entrepreneur for so long. I had a uh, landscaping company just recently. I uh, sold out this year because, like I said, I'm, I'm 55 and I'm, I'm, I was tired of beating up on my body. Mm-hmm. And um, so I told, I, you know, I had the discussion with my boss, my wife. And, um, <laughs> there you go. And, She's like, you know what, honey? She's like, you've been you've been working hard enough. You know, you need to do something that you really enjoy. And I said, as a goof, I went online. And I said, let me see how I can make money drinking tequila. And I said, oh. tasting party came up, this and this and that. And I was like, wait, oh, I thought this was a goof. I can really do something with this. So I just started brainstorming and I came up with basically just wanting to create an experience, be able to entertain people. And the biggest key is to educate them. Really, you know, education is huge, especially when it comes to a a spirit like this. And you, you go out there searching, you find out the information. Boom. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. So I went on with that. And um, it turns out I wanted to start doing tastings. I wanted people to taste the difference between the tequilas. So I had a few tastings, worked out well. Then I came up with another brain, bright idea, start doing pop-ups. So, but then the pandemic came, you know, all this mm-hmm. COVID and Omicron and all this just messing <laughs> us up. It's messing up everything. Facts. But, um, that's what I plan on doing. The um, I, I plan on the education piece. I want to. It might sound strange, but you're talking to a dude who loves Bigfoot. Okay. Okay. I, I want to search around the world. I'm going to travel, and I'm going to find rare and hard to find tequilas. Okay. That's one of my missions. I also want to. I, I want to be able to become a, 
you know, a brand ambassador for all these. I just want to be in it. Yeah. You know, I I just love the tequila. I, I love the mezcal. I just love the, the agave. It's just amazing. And I've just grown to be, become so passionate. Yeah. And I just want to take it as far as I can go until I can't do no more. Either I lose it or my kidneys go. One oh, or your liver, yeah. Or maybe it's oh, a combination of things. My liver. <laughs> Something's going. You can and get a I'll new one, though. To, I'll say, goodbye, <laughs> done, you know? It, it regenerates itself. Um, <laughs> there's just like a point of diminishing returns, I think. Yeah, your liver okay. re regenerates. Uh, you can't max it out, though. But long story short, I, I think I'm with you. And I actually think it's funny how... Uh, you know, pop culture is kind of always obviously assigned to the times, but you see tequila traditionally considered like one of the more aggressive spirits becoming so popular with the rocks tequila. And I think one of the Kardashians, Jenner has a, a tequila. And so you see it in the mainstream Casamigos that sold for like a billion dollars. Patron actually was one of the first uh, marketing and branding legends to put mm -hmm. it in alongside music and hip hop. And fun fact, it's owned by Paul Mitchell. So this dude swooped into a community he didn't really, well, he wasn't publicly known for the shampoo human. Um, right. and, and it was just so marketing. So you see like how the enthusiasm is growing, but the market, like you said, they're not, it's just like these major money-making brands. You don't really get a lot of opportunity to understand or know about totally different tequilas and how in depth that can go. And from Añejo to Reposado and Mezcal and Blanco. And I mean, there's just such an arena, um, right. to play in. Absolutely. I mean, it is true. And you're right. These, the, the celebrities are definitely making a huge movement. And, yeah. you know, and I, I struggle one way. I'm like in a tug of war here because I, my biggest thing is uh, another thing why I wanted to work on was sustainability to help out the farms and yes. the workers. Um, I also wanted to go as far as Help, uh, helping with the bats because you know they the huge pollinators for agave plants. Okay, I didn't know that actually. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's when you want to check out. That's okay. Another. And okay. Um, so and I I I'm, I I don't know the inside scoops with these celebrities, but I sure really I, I really hope they're helping out these farmers and these yeah. Farmers. And I would love to just be a fly on the wall or be invited to what, you know, what these celebrities, I want to see what they're doing to help out this country who yeah. really can use their help. You know, are, are they paying them a good penny? Are they paying a good price for the, for the tequila? Are they paying the workers, these distilleries? And so, you know, I can go on and on. It's a, it's a sore subject and, yeah. you know, we're, we're all, um, we're all trying to do our part, you know? I, I think one of them does. I, and I will shout out this 21 seeds is, um, three women. It's two, uh, sisters and one friend. And, um, it's, I think it's two women and one person of color and they intentionally, I mean, they were best friends anyways, but they intentionally wanted it to be woman owned and with a person of color. And they source their agave from a female owned agave, plant um or factory or whatever it's called uh in mexico and it's run primarily by females so they do a really intentional job i don't know if it's sustainability specific or anything like that but i know that like um diversity and inclusion is a high priority for them so there are certain companies out there and i think uh Terramana or Tremana, whatever it is, uh, the rocks. I think he's wow. intentional. I'm not for sure. So, um, I'd have to fact check that, but I think there's a couple that are actually really being conscious about how they're sourcing their situations. I'm sure they, I, and you know, who I, I found another one called Dos Hombres, the, um, uh, from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Walter White. And yeah, they, they, they came out with a tequila. So I, I really it. would like to see. I, I would like to just go and meet up with all of them yeah. and just see what the process is so we can do something like this and let everybody know, hey, you know, we, we'll support them because they're just killing it. But I want to see. So that one was 21 Seeds? 21 Seeds, yeah. 21. And um, they do a lot with Katie Couric. They, they have a brand ambassador. They've kind of shot up to the top pretty fast or they've okay. gotten a lot of publicity, but um, I'm a fan. I've tried the grapefruit one. It's good. It's pretty strong. Like it tastes strong. Um, okay. But sometimes people ask me like, I, I, 
if I'm drinking it and it's like intentional, but like I'm, I can almost sacrifice some of the flavor, which I know is kind of like an oxymoron for what we're talking about for like the cause. Like I'd rather be sitting there supporting a cause when it's maybe not my favorite, but I'm also not su supporting the billion dollar situation that's in every single music video that already is, you know, beyond funded. Um, so sometimes yeah. that weighs into the flavor to me. Absolutely. No, I understand. I'm, and like I said, I would really, you know, that's I'm not. Now I'm gonna try that out. I want to reach yeah. out to these celebrities. I want to find out these. I, I'd like to get in with their PR firms and see mm -hmm. see if we could get in there and just a, a small hometown boy just want to find out some information. See if you guys are doing the right thing, especially with a with a great great spirit like tequila and yeah. mezcal. Absolutely. Twenty one seed. We do. So my, my consulting company, KO Alliance, we do work with mission driven uh, companies specifically. And I've always talked about how conscious the consumer is continuing to become and how our kiddos, like they grew up with social media, they can read the labels, they can Google where you're from, they can find your personal Instagram, they can, you, they can know anything they want. So it's transitioned into, you know, kind of like where we grew up, where it was, you know, companies and products can just put out whatever they want tell us the minimum amount they want and then let it be and kind of control the narrative and control what we see. Now you can see everything. So I think even the big guys are being really intentional about every detail of the process, because even if it's not in their heart to share, they know that the consumer is so conscious that they're, it's going to be transparent in some capacity. So I feel like if you went digging and I started asking questions, a lot of them, are, I, I would guess, are probably in some route to highlighting diversity and inclusion, highlighting um sustainability, highlighting environmental factors, the impact on the local community of any sourcing. Uh, I would also think you'll probably find some that obviously aren't and they're just here for the bottom line. But uh, these guys that are really making money, if they're not, they better be listening to this and they better start. But Absolutely. Yeah. They're on it. And, I, and, and you used one key word there and that, that always sticks to me because that, that's who I am and it's just it being transparent. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we? Uh, am I going to be speaking to someone that's, you know, put our circus act together and yeah. they're reading from a script or am I going to get the real deal? You know, that, that's what I would do. do I sound like I want to be a journalist. <laughs> well, you kind of will be once you're like sharing your findings, like you're, you're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. But um, um, yeah, that's, that's huge. And, I, and I mean, I've invited you to all those other uh, platforms to listen to these people. I mean, we all struggle with that. And, it, and it's yeah. kind of funny because a lot of people don't realize or recognize that we really do care about what's going on out there. Yes. When you slip up from the path, when you walk off the path, when you you're stating that you are solid and you're helping out with the sustainability, you're, you're going to get your ass bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, people will know and you can't really undo that. And, and man, and, and it's, it's prevalent. It's out there. Mm -hmm. I, I was on an interview, I say two weeks ago, and tequila company stated that it did this, they helped out this, and then this. And everybody was like, hey, wait, wait, wait. We all caught on to this one, one statement he made that blew oh. up the whole, and we're, we're like, well, what about this? What did you mean by this? Okay. And he's trying to backpedal, backpedal. It was it was pretty raw. Okay. So there's a lot of bullshit out there. Yeah. A lot. You yeah. Know, use the French, you know. Come. <laughs> You're good on turmeric tequila. It's. Right. I mean, that's quite literally why I started the podcast because being a marketing branding professional, I felt so responsible and having coach retention, working with kids, I saw how they were consuming this and their realities are really being formed off a cell phone, something I didn't grow up with. And, you know, these false messages, these uh, unattainable realities, like these bodies, the, the amount of money. And I mean, it was just so much hype. Um, I, I, I wanted to be part of the process that was being transparent and obviously flawed in so many points of evolution, but it was just like a really raw, transparent conversation because there has to be other things out there now, you know, in the years since like this initial conversation even crossed my desk, um, things have started to evolve and there is this point of accountability and transparency has to be there and transparency has to be real. Like you can't, like you just said, kind of fake it, put it on the act and hope people believe it. So, yeah, it, you know, they're all faking it till they make it. And then, but what about, you know, they don't realize who they're hurting. Yeah. That's, that's, my 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 problem. I 
we're, we're dealing with so much in our lives on a daily basis. You know, why do we need another person or another company just beating us up? And that, and I'm just talking about tequila companies. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, it's hard. It's challenging, but I'm up for the fight. There you go. I'm down. There you go. I'm ready to go. Let's, let's roll with this. Let's make a statement or make a bunch of statements. Yes. And I can't wait to, I, I want you to look up the whole bat thing. I will. Really, really intriguing. So interesting. The information with that is like, wow. And you know, the funny part with me being a landscaper, I understand how they're working with the ground and the okay. dirt, the soil. And I'm like, I want to go out there and help them fertilize, <laughs> you know? So, on team bat yes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so it, it's crazy i'm i'm you can tell i'm loving this i'm loving it so i i actually did so hear there's somebody that's um uh, it's kind of like the conversation about the bees. We didn't really know. And now we see how important it is with pollinating flowers and the whole Contact. cycle of this. Yeah. Bats. There's somebody famous that just started something that's specific for like the bat migration or something. I'm totally watching it, but there's some oh. sort of like little underground hype building around the importance of bats, how important they are, their role in things. I didn't know it was tequila, uh, tequila associated and I'm super incentivized, but there is a building conversation around bats. Cause I think they're deeply misunderstood. So what's, and I don't know everything about it. I'm, I don't know a lot. I'm just going to drop this in the bucket. So, I, you know, they do fertilize and they're trying to push that whole movement for the bats as well. But what's, what's interesting, I went online. They have a big organization out here as well for bats. Oh, okay. So, so there must be, We I, I guess we, you and I need to sit down and do our homework on these bats. Because yeah. there's something special about them. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. and it's come up twice, so then universe speaks. Uh, but I did I did want to applaud you on your transparency because I, I and I think people said this before, but I always say like the last people telling the truth are like kids and comedians. And uh Dino <laughs> is also a local comedian. Do you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? Oh my god. <laughs> so I even gotta see him live. Um I've been doing comedy for about 11 years now. And um, how did it start? I'll make, I'll, I'll make it quick. I, I Everybody kept on telling me, you know, every, ever since I was young, oh, Dino, you're funny. You need to be a comedian. Oh, Dino, you're... no, can't do it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think I'm funny. Yes, I can make you laugh right here and now, but, you know, I do. I, you have to go right, blah, blah. So I, I just didn't pay attention to it. My wife, she's like, look, be honest with you, you're actually funny. You should really try to do something about it. So um, I went ahead, started, I'm a book person. I need to order books, I need to read, do my research, my R&D, did it all, started writing jokes. <laughs> so I'm gonna just go to my first gig, all right? My wife left the house, she knew I was going to do my first uh, stand-up performance and um she couldn't be that fear she had a prior engagement and i'm laying on the couch and she's like hey aren't you supposed to get ready i was like uh i don't know it's not gonna be good i'm not i'm i'm not too sure fear i was shitting in my pants <laughs> so she came up to me she goes you know what she's like i'm pulling your card if you ever talk about comedy again, I'm just going to cut you off because you're not serious about it. So until you grow some balls, just shut up and don't talk about comedy. And I was like, whoa. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Here we go. Here we go. I went, I went to the kitchen, grabbed some tequila, put it in a flask, went downtown. <laughs> so it was on, I think it was uh, Lincoln or Broadway, one or the other. Uh, the place was called a 303 Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was my first performance. Wow, so okay. I, I'm I'm standing in front of the place, right? First I walk in, and I see all these people, and I walk back out. It was a <laughs> comedy show. I'm telling you, it was one of those comedy shows. And I'm, Get the I'm, flask. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm walking up and down the block. I'm sucking down all my tequila. And then I, I hear a car pull up, and door closes. He's like, Dino. 
There's another local comedian who's been performing out here, you know, quite a few years prior to me. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I decided to go up on stage, but man, Zach, I can't do this. I'm scared, man. He's like, hey, look, let's do it like this. I'm going to throw you up on the sign-up sheet. I'm going to put you in the fourth as cleanup. I go, are you kidding me? He's like, don't worry. I'll introduce you. You do your thing, get off. You'll be just fine. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I was just as nervous as just, and it stays in me. Like when you ask me, hey, you want to do this? You know, I was like, I've been nervous all day. Yeah. Okay. So I walk into the club and a couple of my buddies are there. I'm like, you going up? I'm like, finally. I'm like, okay, good. We got your back. I go up on stage. He introduces me, blah, blah, blah. Round of applause. I kill it. Hey. I killed it. After that, everybody's like, this isn't your first time, man. And went on and went on. And that's where Dino, the Latin Panic, started. <laughs> At the 303 go. Lounge. Okay. Are you performing consistently now? I mean, I know COVID was obviously well, a situation, the COVID, but... The COVID messed everything up. I do belong to a team called Laugh Acts, and we do perform all over. Um, I, I, yeah, we're a little... It's sketchy now. We don't want to go anyplace because how strong this Omnicon and COVID is yeah. going But we're yeah. getting a lot of invites, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll pass. Yeah. As soon as it clears up, we'll be back on stage. Well, I did, you know, the one you attended, we did, hey, Emporium. Yeah. They were awesome. It was, what a good time. And that's the last one. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, that was what? That was the summer, July-ish, right? I think that was July. Yeah. Okay. August, somewhere around there. But it's just, it's, I'm scared. I don't, I don't want to be out there. I just, it's, it's, it's just scary. Yeah. It's a crazy time right now, but it's also a good time to kind of like innovate around your business or your hustle or whatever, um, and kind of find the angles to, to make it work. And then obviously once we can get back out there, then, you know, we do what we can, but it's kind of hard. You know, I, I think it'd be awesome for a tequila company to sponsor you not only as like an ambassador, but knowing you're intentionally going into like these, club restaurant and entertainment situations and out of and like supporting the brand so authentically speaking of transparency like i think anytime something's in real life um the authenticity and like the enthusiasm shows through so anytime a marketing company can get involved with that this is unsolicited marketing co- consultation coming from me but um it's phenomenal because like the humans right there and, and people know it's again not a script like if they're bleeding the brand like you see it and that's like the best way you can share the gospel I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, would you be my agent? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got so, you. All you have to do is pay me in tequila. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this. I'm down. Just, just sell me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, well, I, I mean, it's on the agenda to actually, in, for Tumacan to get the podcast specifically, to partner with um, some really good mission-driven brands uh, like we were talking about before. And, and we'll kind of see how it shakes out. But the good news is, and the upside of social media is it allows us, like as, as entrepreneurs, equal space to really promote what we're doing. It doesn't cost us an arm and a leg. Like social media, if you flip it around, is actually a really beautiful opportunity to share what we're doing. And if you're talking about business, you can kind of just share your personal gospel or, you know, I do daily quotes or you can kind of just put a little positive in the world wherever you can. So there is a positive side. So absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm at that point now. You know, it's 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 a it's a very slow start because I'm not tech savvy at all, and um, just and the details and the way I critique myself on on camera and everything, it's a challenge to go ahead and take that and post it up on social media. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I'll tell you this much: listening to your quotes. And following my mentors and everything, turmeric and tequila, you know, you know, you got to get your daily code in there. Yeah. I check it out. Boom, boom. All right. That works for me. Yay. It's definitely been a a, a good motivator and it's been inspiring me. And I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, at least I've recognized it, that I do have a fear. Yeah. You know, there's no ego there, but I'm getting over that hump. And let me tell you, once I get over that hump, and I learned how to edit this stuff and put a get out of my way. Yeah. Or just follow me. Cause it's a it's it's a lot of fun. I get a kick out of it because I make videos. I look at myself and I start laughing, but I don't <laughs> post them. 
I've, I've learned to let go. It's, it, listening to yourself back is always brutal, but you know, you've got to just kind of forge ahead. Do you have like one good tip for facing that fear besides your wife coming down and being like, yo, <laughs> get up. Like, is there another good way you, you alleviate some of that fear-based uh, energy? You know, I get that a lot because I have, you know, as a comedian, you get, you get a lot of people approaching me and, and asking me about jokes and how I, I couldn't do it because I can't get on a stage there. But um, I'll tell you, uh, I mean, it's just bite your lip and just yeah. get out there. That's that's just like just they go. say, just do it. Just get up there and know it's a time frame and it's it's going to be scary. But I tell you. It's so much fun. Just so get getting in front of a camera, getting on the stage, and just it it you're nerve-wracked for what 15, 20 seconds, then everything yeah. just blends in. And you know me, you I <laughs> even coming down the block when I go see Dino, <laughs> it's it's 20 below. <laughs> I need to go. All right. Stop talking. All right. You know, it's it's you you just you want to let it go and you just keep on going. Like, yeah, that's all yeah. I can do. Just do it. <laughs> two 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 talkers together in the alley in Colorado in the winter. They might find us like frozen to death, <laughs> holding like holding a turmeric tequila glass and uh, a cup of Dino's coquito. <laughs> with Dino's coquito. Uh, yeah, man, she got caught stuck talking to Dino. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> I don't want to imagine. That's it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, give me the quick breakdown, shifting a little bit from the comedic situation. Um, we didn't jump as much in, into like te tequila details because I actually think the business around tequila is more notable because you have to know how to navigate that to really highlight and get to the goods. Um, but can you break down a little bit like Blanco Reposado and Añejo and how they're a little bit different? Those are the three main categories of tequila. Oh man, put me on the spot after um, a long day. It's just time frames, you know. The um, the um, uh, you have the blanco, the blanco, which is always my favorite because that's the root of agave. You're gonna get all the flavors and everything under that thing. You have the reposado, which has another time frame. Um, I've, I, I, I'm not gonna say the time frames in between because I don't know them exactly right now. Still studying and. Then you have the Anejo, which is a, probably another year or so, and the the um, extra Anejo. But um, I think it, what, what's, what's, what's challenging now is, and it's funny that you hit that, because I'm just going to piggyback on something else with that. Going back to small batches and the mainstream companies, all these agave plants, okay, are age for a long period of time, okay? And what these, the the big companies now, what they're doing is they, they're pulling these plants before their time. And okay. just to mass produce them. And that's, that's what's going to really fail with a lot of these tequila brands because what they're doing is they're, they're putting in so many additives. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason reason why a blanco is a blanco, a reposado is a reposado, a nejo, an extra anejo, put the time frame for the aging, just like a good wine. So I'm sorry that I can't, I, I don't know the exact time frame in between, but I could get that info for you and I will. Well, no, that, that's good enough. I think it's just important for people to know that each one is different. And I encourage people to try them all because it, it, all of them are a different experience. I always like Blanco because, uh, like I said, you, like you said, it's, you can, it, it, to me, it tastes the most like how tequila should taste. And I'm I, by all means not a professional in the tequila space, but um, it's also, it's clear. So I feel like I'm the least hungover from it. So, uh, but the other ones on ice, like if you're just sipping them, I mean, even the Blanco is good, but I, I always tell people, I'm like, try each of them because it's totally different. And Mezcal is a whole other arena. It's got more of like the whiskey yeah. smoky flavor um so you really got to see and once you try me like damn tequila is so diverse like there's so many different angles on it absolutely and stop adding so much other sugars to it yeah like yeah orange juice or fruit juice i don't stay away from that and this is one of my little secrets i've been playing with bitters okay making my own bitters and adding just, you know, a dram to 
the tequila because what it does is it helps that palate. You know, it takes away that, sometimes it takes away that harshness and sometimes it it can create a different profile. But I found that adding these bitters or other additives on the outside, instead of buying it with additives, you you get a different taste and you still get the 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 um agave. That makes sense. Absolutely. And the additives will also leave you hungover. Like that stuff for your body to process will will whoop on your system. But it really it does it does botch what it's really all about. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I read something, I think you were kind of alluding to this, that they are they're streamlining process with the agave plants. And I didn't get the full details. I'm giving everybody like half facts here. So <laughs> Google fake news. Um that they that uh, agave plants could eventually become extinct because they were harvesting them so much or so fast. Or is so there some fast. conversation around that? Am I making that up? Nope. There's okay. conversation in that. There's a lot of information that going around right now. Um, I won't quote any of it until I get all the real stuff down packed, but, um, it is, it's sad. And I, I also, oh, I hear them. The squad. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I heard that hurt my feelings a lot that made me, I was like, no, I got to get into this cloning. Of the plants? Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay. A whole nother concept a whole nother subject so i read about it i i touched on it but i can't say i don't know the facts but cloning was in the article so we'll go there and maybe we'll touch base on that later on there you but, go um, okay I'll definitely do my homework on that i love it all right we're, we're coming up on an hour here there's so much more we want to unpack Whoa, with Caleb. Put, i kidding? know Dude, it's it's real. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the audience about tequila, you, uh, your company, like any any anything you want to want to share? You know, I I have a lot to share, but just if you want a good tequila and if you want some education, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm an open book. You know how to get in touch with me, tequilaundiscovered.com. And from turmeric and tequila as well. You know, it's awesome people there. We got to do some more tequila. But no, that's it. That's all I have about myself right now. You know, I talk about myself too much anyway. <laughs> well, that's, that's why you're here. That's who you're <laughs> well, it was a on, pleasure. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing me on here. I mean, yes. this is exciting. I can't wait to see. I know this is going to keep on going. So I'm excited about that. I mean, universe speaks when like a fellow tequila enthusiast is in your backyard. So um, we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, look, look for some events to come. We got, I want to do some tastings. I have heard a little bit of buzz about local tequilas. I know Suerte out of Boulder pretty well, and those dudes are making it happen. Um, so we'll have to like wrangle some of the local, local bunch and start there. Let's uh, do it. But I'm pumped and I want to further the combo around the education piece because the industry is so fascinating. Like the, the business and the marketing, I, I know the depths there, but the farming, the source and every, it's pretty awesome that that's the easiest stuff but once you once you understand that educated piece once you understand where that agave plant came from and what it can produce the the real good taste in tequila and, and it's produced by a real good farm and a distillery it's all golden so you can it. ask me or miss turmeric and tequila Let's go. You heard it there. Go check out Dino, all the things he's got going on. Be ready to see more of uh, Tequila Undiscovered and Turmeric and Tequila collabs. We'll we'll try to pick up some other Colorado tequila humans um, and just help the tribe grow. Let's do it. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Dino. Take care. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.